It's Saturday. March 8th? Is that right? March 8th. That's correct, I'm never sir. good with dates. This is episode 14 of the 36-man podcast. I'm here with Mr. Rodriguez again. Yo, yo. What's going on? Jimmy Champagne is MIA. We have no fucking clue where he is. <laughs> uh, in all honesty, I'm ready to call the dairy farmers and get the milk carton thing going. If anybody's <laughs> seen Jimmy Champagne, let us know. Well, he did just turn 21. I think he may be like drunk in a ditch somewhere. I know That's I was. That's not good. That's <laughs> not good. <laughs> I worry for Jimmy Champagne. <laughs> He'll be all right. So if anybody's seen that uh, that little fucker, let it let us know because uh, <laughs> I don't know where he's at. Yeah. So anyway, what's been going on this week, man? What are you playing? Uh, I I didn't get a chance to play anything, unfortunately. Played nothing. Nothing at Absolutely all. Absolutely nothing. I've played something. I'm sure you have. And I think we should play it together. Oh, what's that? Oh, that's right. I think Dead Nation came out this week. Nope, for the PS4, wrong. the Apocalypse Edition. Okay. And I didn't get a chance to play it when it was out on the. Well, I played a little bit on the PS3. That was back when they had that uh, that crazy security breach, and they, it was before PlayStation Plus. They had that security breach, and uh, felt felt really terrible about everybody having their uh, their credit card shit compromised. So they gave everybody <laughs> their choice of like two free games. Oh, nice! And Dead Nation was one of them. It was, I think it was before I I got you on the over to the dark side here. It probably was. It was when we were still playing on the 360 pretty exclusively. Uh, but, um, yeah, so so Dead Nation Apocalypse Edition, if you don't know, is one of March's PlayStation Plus uh, freebies. So if you don't have it and you haven't played it, you should definitely download it. It's co-op. So what is it? It's online co-op. And uh, I played through the first... <laughs> Mm, two chapters or so. I definitely think we should play it, man. Oh, right, right. But but what what is the game like? What what is it? Okay, so the the dudes who did um, Stardust, Super Stardust, and uh, uh, Rezo Gun, um, this was one of their games. This was in between Stardust and whatever was after this game, and then uh, Rezo okay. Gun. But uh, uh, yeah, it's made by those dudes. I their the studio name is escaping me at the moment, but. Uh, it's it's kind of um, it's like a top down shooter, kind of in the vein of uh, like a modern Smash TV. Oh, okay. Um, if you played like Tomb Raider, Guardian of Light, or Lara Croft, Guardian of Light, it's it's kind of like that. Um, it's like it, it kind of like Diablo. It plays like Diablo, kind of, but it's a zombie apocalypse. Okay. Do you have yeah. to gather resources and shit, or what uh, kind of yeah, weapons do you, you have to craft you just, weapons? Um, it's kind of arcadey. You you pass through uh, like gates, and in between each gate, there's a section of monsters and zombies and stuff trying to get you. And you collect coin, you collect money, uh, and then you collect upgrades as you go. And then at the end of every gate, it closes you in, and you have the chance to spend all that gold buying, uh, upgrading your uh, your weaponry or your armor or whatever whatever it okay. may be. So it's pretty fun. <coughs> yeah, I'll have to check that it. out. It's free, so it's I free. Own it. <laughs> yep. You you've got to at least queue it up. Yeah. Um, I'll do that after this episode. But uh but that is what I've been playing and um and Battlefield still. So you're still playing it. I'm only doing like one chapter a week, man, maybe two chapters a week. Because oh, I know okay. the you're campaign's not... only like six hours long, so Right. So you're only playing the campaign, you're not playing any co op or uh competitive no 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 that's crazy that's crazy talk i'm too old for that shit man <laughs> i can't have the little kids yelling in my ear and shit and I, I, I can't i don't know it's not like it used to be man when we first started playing online uh, it's different, different i think now. it is i think we're just old dude we're just the old ecosystem. and grumpy and shit i don't know i think that's a little bit of it but the ecosystems change because yeah Everybody More households have internet. Yeah, everybody's got this stuff. As were before, it was only kind of fucking geeks like us that had all the required uh, equipment. Right. To, to yeah, we were opening it. opening up fucking tunnels and shit on our PCs, though. We could hook up our, our original Xbox. <laughs> yeah. 
but um yeah that's that's that and uh man i went way down the 3d rabbit hole the 3d rabbit hole 3d rabbit hole oh, i never right, thought i'd TV, be saying right? this last week we talked about i bought a new tv <laughs> right so i bought the i bought the samsung 7100 and 3d wasn't a selling feature for me it wasn't a selling point like i said the beginning of the year, one of my predictions is that 3D will completely die this year. So I, I, I'm not into 3D. Um, it wasn't a selling point. It just so happens to be a feature of uh, these these new Samsung TVs. But uh, you yeah, you so. were interested in that, though. Oh, yeah. A couple of years ago when it first came to the market, I thought I, – and I was in the market then for a new TV. I thought, <coughs> well, this will be cool. You know, Sony was kind of in getting – dabbling in, in the 3D uh, gameplay and, and – the PS3 has 3D playback, and it was like, all right, I can I can get behind this. And then, you know, obviously it started to die over the, the last year or two years. Right. So when I went to buy a TV, naturally, uh, it, it wasn't my, um, I don't know, it, it wasn't a selling point for me. It wasn't what I was looking at. Had there been a better TV that I thought would suit me better and it didn't have 3D, it wouldn't have swayed my decision at all. Okay. But. I got the thing home, and they give you, it, like we talked about last week, this is active 3D, so they give you f- uh, four sets of powered 3D glasses. Shit. And I just so happened to um, have bought, I don't remember why, I think it was because it was cheaper, it was the only copy <laughs> they had at the time, but, but the Blu-ray copy of Prometheus that I own is a 3D copy. Oh, right, right. God, that's so, that movie's, Okay. Yeah, so so I, I thought, yeah, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm a, I'm gonna test this out. So uh, I sat down and, and watched some 3D stuff. And after some adjusting on the TV set, I was impressed, to say the least. Okay, it shocked me because I didn't expect it to be uh, as good as it is. It is just every bit as good, in my opinion. And people probably call me fucking crazy. But it's it's every bit as good as uh, going to a theater and checking out the 3D in theaters. So so it's like completely immersive. Yeah, it's You're fantastic. Just... Um, okay. The thing that really sold me on it was um, I watched Gravity in 3D. <sighs> Fuck, goddamn, that movie's fucking amazing. I'm still blown away by that shit, and I seen it like a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Gravity in 3D. It was fantastic. It was so good. Um, then I discovered that a buddy of mine has a similar TV. Well, Steve, you know, well, Stevie franchise. Yeah. He, he, he's got a similar TV and you can just, uh, I think we talked about this last week as well, but you can take a hard drive. You can download your 3d movies, right? Throw right. the file <laughs> on the hard drive, plug the hard drive into the TV and bam, you just have those 3d movies. So how, how fast a hard is it? drive? Huh? Oh, how fast is that? Did you try it on yours? Yeah, I, I have – that's where I'm getting is I actually have a – I went and bought a hard drive, a 500-gig hard drive, and Steve had already collected – he's probably got 25, 30 uh, 3D movies on a hard Acquired. drive. So I just Yeah, I just uh, copied them over, you know, from his own personal collection. Right, naturally. The Pirate Bay. And then um, <laughs> I put them all on my hard drive, plugged them into the TV, and bam, all of them are there. Uh, so now it's like one movie a night I'm trying to just watch in 3d. So, and were dude, there I watched, <laughs> I watched Jurassic park in 3d. Oh really? They, and how's yeah, it look? I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It had been a while since I've sat down and watched Jurassic park. Yeah. That's, and that's, I, th- I, I enjoyed it. It was rad. So how did the, um, how is the, I have, well, I imagine that the codec, uh, offerings that they they have is pretty good then right like it'll oh, read all it, kinds of shit i have yet to um i have yet to find a, a, a file type that it won't play huh it that's, plays that's interesting. mp4s it plays it plays everything pretty much i mean i like i said i haven't i haven't found a file type that it won't play yet so how responsive is that interface like okay so you plug the hard drive in mm-hmm. and how long before it gets into like the root of that. Bam! Like you plug it in, and it's like computer instantly. It's like you, hey, you've plugged in a USB device. Okay. It's a and storage device, start- and then it says the only thing that I found is it's it's pretty particular on its formatting. 
Um, so okay. anybody well, who's ever messed with a, a, a Blu-ray rip or especially a 3D Blu-ray rip knows that if you want it of quality, we're talking like 10 gig a file. Right. So first I found out that if, if your hard drive is formatted in just the uh, MS FAT. Like FAT32? Yeah, FAT32. It won't let you copy any files over like 4 gig onto it. Right, which is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know well, why. What the point in that is? That's just old format, dude. Um, so then I thought, oh fuck it, I'll just do journal. You know, Mac OS journal. So I reformat it. That lets me throw whatever I want in there. I plug that in the TV. No go. It doesn't even recognize it. Oh, okay. So I was like, okay, not friendly with Mac. I got gotcha. you. So I go back to my computer and uh, reformat it with uh, with a different. Uh, I can't remember what it was now. Was it some fat other sort X? of fat? Yeah, fat something or other. Yeah. Um, formatted it with that. That allowed me to throw bigger files on my hard drive, and when I plugged it in, it read it just fine. <clears throat> so the only so thing you... is, uh, depending on where you get your files or how you do your rips, um, you know, sometimes the the quality can be poor. God, I can't imagine ripping a fucking Blu-ray, dude. It's it's. It's got to take um, forever. I oh, dude! I've downloaded some of these files. From of course my own source, fucking uh, <laughs> like twelve gig files, dude, and that's just the the video rip itself. God, that's but crazy. that's full like 1080p, it's right? Full resolution, six point one yeah. surround sound, all set. You know. Oh, does the TV uh, output the surround also? Yes. Oh, nice. Through optical. Right. Oh, okay. Um. So, yeah, I've, I've completely fallen down that rabbit hole because I'm discovering all these things that are, like, in 3D that I'm actually really thoroughly enjoying. Call it a gimmick, whatever it may be. I'm enjoying it. Well, they, um, they did it pretty well towards, you know, after the first couple of years, they, they fucking nailed it, dude. Like, they got it yeah. down. It, it's cool. And you know what? I found myself at Dimple Records now. Unless you live in oh, Northern hell. California, you have no idea what Dimple Records is. But I found myself at Dimple Records, which is a used, uh, new and used video and audio store. Right. And uh, I'm finding, like, copies of 3D Blu-rays that are incredibly cheap. I just bought uh, I bought Wolverine. I bought um, Ugh, that's bad the first dude. Thor. I bought Avengers. <coughs> I bought, uh, I bought, like, six or seven 3D Blu-rays, and they were all, you know, for a 3D Blu-ray, which if you know is about 35, 40 bucks new, right. in a, they're like you know in between 12 and 15 bucks. So how's the fatigue for you? You don't get fatigued? Not at like all. your eyes. My brother-in-law, on the other hand, gets headaches like yeah. instantly. I guess that shit fucks me up. That active shit fucks me up, dude. Um, but it doesn't bother me in the least bit, and like I said, now, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Do you wear glasses on a normal basis? Uh, like for watching TV and stuff? 50% of the time. Yeah, because, see, I would have to wear those things over my glasses. Maybe that's what did it because I can't. Oh, that's – yeah, that's probably what's what's done it, man. That that might be why I get – like my eyes just can't last longer than 10 minutes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't doesn't mess with me at all. Now my next step is – I'm going to check out some of these games that Sony put out on the PS3 in 3D. I have yet well, kill, to check that out. Killzone 3 was uh, 3D, right? Wasn't that their first Killzone, one? Yeah, Killzone 3 was 3D. Uh, God of War, uh, the the HD collection is 3D. Oh. Um, oh. There's a few other. There's a few games here and there that, that were 3D that um, I, I own, so I may as well check it out, you know? Right. I would think a, a first-person shooter would be... Probably the best uh, implementation of that, or at least yeah. for, I would think, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, but oh, that's where I've been. I've been down the 3D rabbit hole pretty much all week, and I've played, uh, you know, a tad of uh, Dead Nation. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting it out till Tuesday. Yeah, I, because I've been... I'm not buying Titanfall. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, I've been itching to fucking download that Stick of Truth. But I know once I start that shit, I won't be able to stop playing it. I hear it's really good. Yeah, and it's an RPG, and I've been wanting to play an RPG for a long time. And yeah, I know I'll get sucked in, and I, I can't. I got finals and shit. Well, I'll be. I mean, I I'll could. Probably, I would just fail. <laughs> this this time uh, next week, I'll probably be pretty sucked into Dark Souls two. I'd imagine. Yeah, 
I'm sure. Mm. I was uh, who was I talking to about that? I was talking to uh, somebody on Twitter, I think, about Dark Souls. They kind of piqued my interest. Yeah. <sighs> but we'll see. There's so much shit that I'm stockpiling for the end of March that I don't know what I'm going to get to. I'll probably I've just decided, do Second Sun first. I've decided to take a week off. The yeah. last week of this month, I'm taking off because uh, we have our fir- we actually have our first show back in Northern California at the end of the month. So oh, that's I right. Get, I want to get some rehearsals in, um, but also I'm taking it off because I am playing Second Sun. Second from start Sun. To finish. Yeah. Fucking poop sock. <laughs> Can't wait, man. I'm 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 pumped for it. Now, have they? Has like Greg or anybody have they gotten review uh, copies yet? Do you know? Or I, I don't no, know. No, I don't think so. I don't think there's. Oh, how long I mean, is I, the campaign supposed to be? Or is that information released yet? I don't. I haven't read. I think. I think what I have read is that it's about the length of, of like the other infamous games, which probably you know you play through it once, it's ten, twelve hours, and you play right. through it good. You know uh, the opposite. Um. But yeah, I know Colin and a couple of the guys there have played like a good twenty minutes of it. Well, they but put a just, video, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. did a live stream this week, earlier this week. Yeah, I want to say it was like Wednesday or Thursday. Right. Uh, they live streamed like thirty minutes of the game. Uh, yeah, I have yet it, to watch it yet. It looks phenomenal. I have mm-hmm. full full faith in Troy. <laughs> That the character will be interesting because, you know, it's always scary when they change change characters. Right. Uh, in a series. Speaking of, there's some news. Lots of Sony news. Okay. And speaking of changing characters, um, they announced a new Batman game. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. That's I, that, okay, Did you so see the fucking trailer, dude? I did. Oh, fuck. I wish they would just make a movie like that. I died. Yeah, I had this conversation with myself when I saw the trailer, actually. <laughs> um, so good. So interesting, though. This is Rocksteady doing this one again. Okay, so um, they're back at the helm. Rocksteady, I th- I'm, a, I'm guessing, has been working on this since Arkham City. This is called Batman Arkham Knight, and they're saying that this is the conclusion to their Batman saga. Um, really? But Yeah. But things just don't make sense to me, man. Like, I watched that trailer, and <clears throat> things don't make sense. And I've talked to Greg about it, and he, he matter, matter of fact, I'm pretty sure they did a rewind theater where he kind of explained his theories, too. Um, it just doesn't, something, something's not right. Like, Rock said he's saying this game takes place a year after Arkham City. But, dude, Bruce Wayne in that trailer does not look like Bruce Wayne in Arkham City. No, no. He it's, looks it's a thinner, younger. Younger, yeah. It's it's closer to the Bruce Wayne that we saw in Origins, but still not even like that Bruce Wayne. It's it's weird. The hmm. Batman armor that you've come to like, kind of know and love from the Arkham series, that bulky armor doesn't look yeah. the same in this. It doesn't look bulky. Um, I don't know. It's well, just, those are uh, but those are strange. pre-rendered videos too, right? Yeah, but but the, the cutscenes all look, you know, yeah, his armor true. looks the same yeah. throughout the series. Uh, and it even looked very similar in Origins. It's just, it, you know, their their art direction had the characters thicker, you know. Yeah. It just doesn't look like that. And uh, Cobblepot or Penguin in Cobblepot in this. <laughs> I, I was nerd. playing too much Origins, <laughs> man. Um, in this, it doesn't even look like Penguin, or at least it doesn't look like the Penguin from the Arkham series that I know. Right. Hmm. You know, and, uh, I wonder if they're playing some know. sort of like fucking uh, pull the wool some, over your eyes type shit. I think so, man. I think there's some fishy shit going on here. Like uh, like some, uh, what is it, Earth 2 or Earth Prime shit? Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe. Because, you know. Nah, but uh, I, that series isn't, isn't fucking far-fetched like that. I don't think they'll go that route. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I have heard. Uh, Shit, now I can't remember what I was going to say, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you said, I, I started thinking about that. Uh, but, yeah. So it just doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't look, it doesn't look like it kind of, like, balances on the same timeline. Some, something's weird about it. They, they could so, be playing a switcheroo, dude. I mean, it is just a trailer, you know? I, I get that feeling. Yeah. And I hear that Hush is supposed to be the main villain. 
Oh shit, really? Yeah. That'll be tight. Hush is dope. Hush is really dope. Dude, you got me. Remember when uh when you got me back into comics and what was that like 2005 I think. Yep. And that That was was right about that time with uh, Jim Lee's Hush series. Yeah. Yeah, it was right after you had me by the trade. That was fucking great, dude. God, that was so good. (laughs) Speaking of comics, man, the reason we're doing a Saturday and not a Sunday like we usually do is because I will be at the uh, the Sacramento Wizard Comic Con tomorrow. Yeah. I'm Let's taking go. my son to go. meet the man. He's dressing as Spider-Man. And he will meet Mr. Stan Lee. Stan the man. So That's tight. I'm pretty excited about that. So that that's, that's news. Um, they announced a new Batman game. We don't know much more about it. Uh, just some trailers. I know I want trailer. it. I know that I want it too. I'm, I'm really into it. Um, and to know that they're saying that this is their the conclusion to their... Uh, Batman arc makes me wonder what Rock City's got next. Maybe maybe Rock City could tackle Superman and make a decent Superman game too. <laughs> well, they you did know? the impossible with the Batman game because I know, right? They shit, broke dude. the chain with that. They <laughs> WB man, keep these guys on payroll and just roll them right over into the Superman series. Yeah. Or how about now, a Superman Batman game hmm? oh, starring shit. Ben Affleck? <laughs> he was the bomb in the Phantoms, yo. Yep. You can put my check in the mail, WB. Thank you. <laughs> So okay, so the rocks. You said that they're gonna end their their series. I, I think that's kind of weird that they they did the first two, then they didn't do the third one. Well, and I now think they're they doing the fourth one. Like it almost seems like they were starting a a leapfrog type um, of setup. You yeah, know, like like, like a Call, Call of Duty, Duty but, set. But then they're well, gonna I end think, it. That's kind of weird. Uh, I I think what happened here is I think that. Um, and this is just total speculation on my part, right. but I think that Rocksteady had a vision for a trilogy, and I think that the first two Batman games came out pretty pretty consecutively oh, uh, within like okay. a year and a half or so of each other, and because they were developing this one for next gen, obviously it took a little bit longer. Right. And I th- I'm sure WB probably looked at that like, no, this game's hot. We need to get something out there. So they got WB Montreal on uh, on doing this origin things based off of you know, the first two Arkham games. Right. And they were able to put that out and continue to leapfrog every year. Okay. So, so yeah, I think that's kind of what they were, they were up to, but I'd be curious now. I think rock city was very clever, um, with saying this is our ending to, you know, the Arkham story arc, but this uh, guarantee WB keeps us going. Right. The cash cow. Okay. So with them, with rock city being back at the, the helm, do you think, you think the voice actors will, will make a comeback? The original guys, you know, Kevin Mark Conroy's Hamill in it. Yeah. Conroy. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Conroy's doing um, is doing Batman, and so that's probably I what couldn't... his slip ups were about on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't tell you who's doing the Joker. Well, the Joker died, right? Maybe didn't he die at the end of their at the end of the second one? <laughs> well, right. Yeah. I thought he died. Possibly, but I, I, I thought know. that was a little weird too because I mean, if they kill him off, no sequel. Yeah, yeah. That's that so. fucking okie doke, dude. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So, right. uh, also, like I said in the news, there's lots of Sony news today right, uh, or this next? week. Um, so Sony is is at uh, at GDC, and Sony is said to reveal quote innovation at PlayStation. I don't know what the fuck that means or if somebody forgot to translate it better or what, but innovation at PlayStation. Oh, I'm sure it's fucking translated right. <laughs> I, I just, I don't, it's probably, it, I just, so what, what, what people are guessing here is that it's the, uh, PlayStation home too. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be right on that. Yeah. And it'll be in beta for like eight years. Right. <laughs> um, Fuck, dude! I was on the beta for that. In like <laughs> I remember, two thousand and five. Um, so people are saying that this is their Oculus Rift. This, oh. this is their virtual reality HUD interface mask thing. Um, huh. Were there the rumors about that or, or anything? Oh yeah. Oh I, okay. I think, matter of fact, I think Sony has probably come out and said that they're working on it. Oh okay. Um. So. 
I guess we'll see at GDC. That's that's this month, I think. Yeah, it's and in. Then, uh, it's not this week. It's the coming week. Yeah, and uh, there's supposed to be some big news coming out of GDC. Speaking of Sony and big news, Sony president or PlayStation PlayStation head Jack Trenton has left Sony. Oh, I seen. I seen that. Interesting. Jack, he he, I. I don't know. I haven't read enough into this uh, news yet to to see if they've announced why or what happened or um, right. But he was pretty pretty odd. He was their champion for a while, dude. He was. He was. Huh. Um, I don't know. Kind of weird, though. I guess as the story develops, we'll find out more. But see, it'd be interesting to see who takes his place. Hopefully, it's not somebody as terrible as fucking. <laughs> Microsoft got good lord. Oh, I know. They let that Nokia guy in charge of the <laughs> Xbox division. Come on, really? I mean, Nokia. He ran Nokia into the ground, and I'm pretty sure he went on record saying at some point when he joined when he joined Microsoft that he would if if he were in charge or I can't remember what the quote was, but he made a reference about selling off the Xbox brand. What? <laughs> yeah, and really? now they put him in charge oh, of fuck. the Xbox brand. So, well, that would explain a lot. That's real good. It's Bring us more of those sweet-ass Xbox Live free gold games, man. Right. Wasn't there – there was a departure on Naughty Dog too, right? Yeah, one of their uh, one of their head writers left. Yeah. yeah. That looked pretty controversial. Yeah. But I didn't read up about it too much, so I was just kind of throwing, yeah. out, throwing it out there thinking maybe you did, but – doesn't no, it was one like of it. the uh, it was one of the <laughs> writers for Uncharted, I believe. Uh, I can't remember her name at the moment, but yeah, yeah. Um, and in more PlayStation news, they've announced that there's a Last of Us movie in development, early development, and that Sam Raimi, of all people, mm. is going to be producing it. Oh, I'm, just producing? Okay. Yeah, he's just producing. If he were directing, I'd be shitting my pants right now. Right. <laughs> That's that's right up Raimi's alley. I'm happy that he's involved. Um, everything that he's involved with is usually pretty good. Maybe we'll see a um, Bruce Campbell cameo. <laughs> I hope. He's going to be at the Comic-Con tomorrow, though. Oh, is he? Yeah. Nice. I'll see my favorite B-movie actor. So uh, so what are they saying about this movie, other than that he's producing? Uh, yeah, not, nothing much at this point, other than the fact that um, they're making it, which is crazy because, you know, Uncharted and how many other things Bioshock and everything else have been, you know, in development hell for God knows how long. And yeah. now all of a sudden, uh, last of us is fast tracked. Maybe it's cause it sold well, but then again, it felt like an uncharted movie was pretty fast tracked at some point. And now look at it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I th- that could be, that could be good though. Cause that, that, um, that story translated well. I, I think that could, would translate well to a movie format. I yeah, absolutely. I can see that. Um, Kotar. This is this was a this was a story for Jimmy. Okay, he's not here because he told me. I don't know when that was. Last November, October, one of the earlier episodes when we were talking about uh, iOS controllers, iPhone controllers, and stuff. Uh, he said. I'll buy one the day that Kotar <laughs> updates. Yeah. But guess what, Jimmy, wherever you're at, hopefully not lying face first in the ditch. Um, Kotar now has <laughs> controller support on iOS, which um, I don't know. It, it kind of seems like a big deal to me. Um, did you did you uh, bust it out? I have. I've got it downloaded. I've got it all hooked up. Um, nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to play through it again. Not not much uh, in into that news, but it is news. So right. if you have a controller, which controllers have dropped in price, by the way, have they? Because well, yeah, you paid like a hundred bucks for yours, right? I paid ninety nine ninety nine for mine, and I think they're uh, seventy nine or sixty nine now. Oh, that's um, I might consider for seventy bucks. Yeah, but you got games like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and Kotar doing controller support. I mean. Fuck, those were top tier games last yeah. generation. And San Andreas is, dude. I think that's right up. Uh, that's right up Flux's alley. Yeah. Fucking wild kid. 
That dude's crazy. <laughs> so, uh, more news. I, uh, I seen some video for Dragon Age, um, the new Dragon Age. Yeah. And, uh, it looks pretty fucking rad. Did I they, really uh, like the first two Dragon Age uh, games. Yeah, they were fucking really great. Does, does it have a, a release date slated or? I, I tried digging around for it and they, they don't have a, a release date set, but still I would imagine TBA. it's probably this, this fall sometime. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That was Those games are really good. I really liked them. There's something about them that just kind of like, I don't know, they speak to me a little bit. And um, I don't know. I like it. Uh, speaking of release dates, Watch Dogs finally found a release date. Oh, did it? Yeah, remember that game that was supposed to be a launch title? <laughs> Good old Watch Dogs. <laughs> um, the reason why a lot of people aren't playing their PlayStation 4s. Right. Uh, so Watch Dogs finally found a new release date, which is May 27th, which is like six months uh, f- further out than where it was supposed to launch. It's crazy. Are you Are you looking forward to that or – um, I, I don't, I, you know, were you at one point? I was when it was a launch title. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I probably would have played the shit out of it as a launch title <laughs> and I'll probably still play it now, but it's, it's, there's too much it's shit going out to now. get buried. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's going to get buried. I haven't, you know, paid close attention to what May's schedule is looking like right now, but there's so much in March and April that I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm sure I'll check it out, but it's not it's not During as the high summer up lull. on my radar as um, you know as it was when it was supposed to come out. Yeah, at this point, my list is I <laughs> that probably won't even make it to the surface ever. Yeah, bummer. Unless so unless kinda... it gets a good review, then you know we'll see. Yeah, that's um. That's kind of it in the news. <laughs> Unless you saw anything that you wanted to talk about. Me? Uh, I don't think so. I, I, I don't remember anything significant right now. Not at the moment. Saw so the inside of a textbook? <laughs> uh, well, just a digital textbook, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't been in school in a forever. long time. Are, are textbooks digital now? That's crazy. Dude, I, fucking kids uh, get iPads and shit. I know. Like in elementary school. That's that is just uh, that's just wacky. Yeah, damn you kids. <laughs> so since 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 that's over with, let's uh, that's in the past now. Let's let's talk about music stuff. We don't talk about oh. enough music stuff. No, we don't. No. And, All right, what do you uh, got? I talked I talked about this a little bit last week. I'm having a. We're working on new material because this yes. album's done. Uh, starting to work on on the future material future albums and uh, i'm having a bit of a renaissance and with with my writing and it goes in waves um anybody who writes i think probably knows this that you just kind of it's peaks and valleys man that's how writing is and um you know you'll go through two months where you write and write and write and you just can't write enough and then you go through six months or a year where you feel like (laughs) you just cannot write at all right Uh, and i just came out of one of those and um yeah, so it's uh, it's been nice. It's been really cool. Now, now um, when you write, you're obviously writing lyrics. Do you also write the uh, music to accompany it sometimes yeah. or all the time? Uh, so how it works, at least with this band, with Life in 24 Frames, uh, the last record, the re- Bitter End, it was different. Um, a lot of those songs were co-written. Uh, I wrote with a partner. Um but like time trails and the material that we're working on now, um, yeah, it's basically it's just me with a guitar, and uh, I'll sit down and I'll write, you know, just just melody, lyrics, and and chord progressions, and then take it to the band, and uh, and we just kind of develop it from there, oh, okay. add to it, and a lot of times it ends up uh, changing, or sometimes it ends up uh, not changing at all. In the case of Bitter End, the song Bitter End, that was something that. I wrote and so that one was all you change much. Yeah. Yeah. Bitter end was one of those songs that like came in like three minutes. It was just (laughs) like, I was sitting at my desk and yeah, that sounds like it was like, 
click, and then I picked up the guitar and bitter end happened in about nice. three and a half minutes. It was really weird. That's tight. When it's um, like that, dude, that they usually well, not usually, but it's cool when they end up being being really good. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's and that's something that I've been like kind of studying as of late. It's like you think about those times with especially songs that that strike well, like Bitter End or um, Girl Who Cried Wolf. Or it's like you you try and figure out what exactly it was that you did that yeah. made that happen. You know, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's it's you, you can you'll never figure it out. And I've been right. studying tons, tons and tons of songwriters, and uh, I've probably been doing more studying than writing, even actually. And, I've been looking at songwriters like Neil Young and like, you know, Elton John and Lionel Richie and um, Lionel Richie. Brian Wilson and just like s- some of the great songwriters of the last, you know, few decades and uh, trying to figure out, you know, where they tap from. And it's just such a songwriting is, is the craziest thing in the world, man, because everybody does it differently. And um, there's no one one formula for it. Yeah, um, that lightning striking man. That's it. But I've come to the conclusion that my writing, the the best thing for me to do with my writing, is I always have to have a lyric first. Oh, okay. So lyrics always come first. Um, for me, at now, least. Do you, do you start with? Do you do you need to start with the chorus, or is it a lyric from the like the the body of the song? No. Usually, what I'll do is um, I'll free write first. Oh, okay. Um, I'll just sit down and I'll write, and usually comes up with a page or two pages of, uh, of lyrics or what end up being lyrics, and um, and then I'll come up with some sort of chord progression uh, with my guitar, usually something real simple, and then I'll take those lyrics and just start crafting them into melodies and trying different melodies and trying different you know word word formations and that sort right, of stuff right. and just making it all fit. Um, it's really cool. It's, huh, it's, yeah, that does sound cool. It's like it's like putting together a puzzle because anybody who knows me musically knows that I don't, you know, I'm not a theory guy. Um, I never had lessons. I, you know, I just kind of taught myself. And so as far as music theory goes, obviously, you know, I have an ear and, and I understand that kind of stuff, but I don't use theory in my writing at all. You right. Know, I just, it's pure vibe and emotion. And if it sounds right, then it's I run with it. And if it doesn't sound right, then I don't. Yeah. And, um, you know, f- probably 50, 60, maybe even 70% of the material that I do come up with and produce is total shit. <laughs> and, and then the other 25% is what everybody hears. <laughs> so it's just it's, – it's a crazy, crazy thing. And I've been doing so much, um, like, hard <clears throat> studying on this – it's it's yeah i'm finding it's just really weird i love sharing like stories with other people especially other uh, songwriters singer songwriters on you know how they approach a song first yeah. what is that first thing it's like the chicken and the egg man yeah it's definitely um, uh it's interesting to get other people's uh like workflows and and what they're doing and you know because maybe you might find something that works for you you know that you can oh, take yeah. from their workflow well and that's that's how i feel you know that's that's a lot of how I structure my music is I look at my favorite artists, you know, and I yeah. look at them and I go, okay, what works for them? And then I take another one of my favorite artists and I put him up or her up and I go, okay, what works for them? And then between those two of the, all those things that work, what is shared? Right. And you look at the shared, you know, f- features and you go, well, obviously that's working for all these people. So that's what I should probably be trying to do. <laughs> it's crazy. Speaking of Tyler Green, one of one of our uh, friends of the show asked asked yeah. a question, a good question. He asks, uh, "How do you get in the mood to write music? What helps you?" And he says, "I tend to write my best stuff when it's raining and the lights are dim. It's oh. very relaxing and it gets my creative juices flowing." Um, to answer your first question, what gets me in the mood to write music? Uh, what's crazy for me is. Um, it just hits like it's not something that like I purposely sit down and try and do right I found when I first started doing music when I first started writing music you know 15 years ago I I would sit down and go okay I'm gonna sit down I'm gonna write a song 
And what I found is that's how you write a shitty song. Right. That shit don't work. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You can't sit down and force yourself to be inspired. You just can't. You have to strike, you know, when the iron's hot. And when you have that moment of inspiration, whether it be sitting in the rain or in a dark, you know, room or um, it can happen anywhere. I mean, literally bitter. I wrote bitter end at my desk at, at work because, you know, I keep a guitar there for the moments like that. And nice. it's just one of those things where I'm thinking about something and then I pick it up and write. And, um, so what gets me in the mood, um, it just hits me, you know, it's just something that happens. Uh, are, are there, do you find that there are situations though? Like, like he mentioned, like the rain and stuff like that, that oh, yeah. tend to put you in that mood. Oh yeah. I mean, now that I have a son, it's hard to get any alone time, but usually when I'm alone, um, is when it hits me the most. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it can happen anywhere. Sometimes I have my, my memo thing in my phone. My memo app is like thousands and thousands of memos because I'll be driving down the road and all of a sudden, yeah. boom, something I have hits that too. and I have to record it. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Like for um, me, what, um, it, it kind of, it's kind of the same. It just hits, but a lot of times I'll be listening to, uh, like some classical music or, or something that I, that I don't make at all, but that's the kind of stuff that inspires me that, that like triggers the, the need for me to come in here and, and start messing with, with some sounds and experimenting stuff. So it's mm -hmm. usually stuff like that. Yeah. And the rain helps too. The rain usually puts me in a mood like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hate to say it because I, it sounds like the bleeding artist, but you know, <laughs> When I, whenever I'm depressed, man, I'm in the mood, uh, you know, yeah, that's when some, something bad's going down or, uh, you know, I think that I'm having the renaissance that I'm having with writing right now is because, you know, my son's just about at six months and, uh, I have a, a good chunk of material to write about. And, right. You know, I'm realizing now that I have a son that is going to be listening back, you know, 50 years from now to the stuff I wrote and. You know, if he's anything like me, sitting there trying to decipher how I was feeling or, or uh, right. you know, what I was thinking when I wrote that or, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, the thought of that is, like, super cool to me. Yeah. It's, well, it's something that uh, is, like, even above and beyond other people enjoying the music that I write. You know, oh, knowing definitely. That, knowing that years from now, after I'm long gone, he could be listening to it and trying to figure out, like, man, what was my dad going through here? Right. It's well, crazy. now now you have a legacy. Now you have a purpose. Like there's there's something that no matter what you do, it's going to affect this person beyond your life. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. Yeah. Um and speaking of of that uh Raymond on Twitter uh asks uh what comes his first? Name's Raymond. His handle is Twitter <laughs> or his handle is Raymond? Raymond, but it's uh it's R A 7 H M Zero in D. Oh, okay. Raymond. <laughs> he <Yeah>. asked, <laughs> what comes first, the melody or the lyrics when you're writing a song? Well, and I already kind of touched on that. Um, yeah. Most of the time it's always lyrics. Lyrics have to come first. Every once, excuse me, every once in a while. Um, actually, in the case of the song from Time Trials, The Girl Who Cried Wolf, that music was there first. Um our original bass player and still one of my really good friends, Wes, actually wrote the music to it, um, or the guitar line, and uh, we built the music around it. And it still, by the time the song was finished, there still was not lyrics, and there was no melody. And that was probably one of the hardest songs for me to write um, lyrics wow. and melody for, because when I don't have anything, it's really easy for me to come up with lyrics and a melody because it's a blank slate. Yeah, I can make the song go wherever I want, but when it when I'm boxed in with you know with chords and chord progressions and verses and everything sitting around me, um, it's a lot harder to craft. For me, at least, it's a lot harder to craft things like that. Um, yeah, you know, harder to to conform to something that's already been made. Yeah, I mean, it's it really is. Um, for lack of a better, you know, comparison, it really is like a cover-up tattoo or something, you know? Like, it takes oh, a special right. tattoo artist to come in and cover up a tattoo and make it right. work. And for me, um, that's the same reason why you don't see me collaborating a ton with other artists. Um, 
because the way that I write and I, and you've seen it with our collaboration so far, you know, it's like right. the way that I write <laughs> is, um, I always write lyric first. Um, right. And so unless something hits me, strikes me right away, like lightning, it usually takes a long time for me to write to, um, you know, pre-recorded music or, or pre-written right. music. I can't just hear something and go, oh, there's a melody for that. I would much rather come up with a melody and then craft something around it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, to answer your question, <laughs> lyrics are always before melody for me. Yeah. It has been kind of – that was a little difficult for me when I was making stuff for you um, because I come from a completely different, like, genre. You know, I come from, mm-hmm. from hip-hop, and there's – it's usually a general uh, format. You know, you have your 16s, your 8s, and your 16s, and your 8s, and that's just – basically how it is and that's that's how i've become comfortable you know in my my creation and stuff so right sending you stuff i i knew it wasn't going to be the same so i I really didn't know um how loose to be with that stuff so i tried to be fairly loose and throw in a bunch more change-ups and stuff than i normally do yeah it's it's but (laughs) yeah it's uh it's just really weird i could probably write five songs in the amount of time that i can make lyrics work for somebody else's song (laughs) Right, yeah. You know, so it's like, I don't know, maybe that, you know, maybe I need to learn how to work better with others, but well, it's um, it's just one of those things, you know, it's it's uh, it's so much harder when you're in the confinements of something else already. Right. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But it's been fun, you know. I've, I've got a good number of songs kind of already buttoned down and ready to be worked into life in 24 frame songs. Nice. Or whatever else, you know? <laughs> yeah. Whatever, whatever fits your fancy. Yeah. So yeah, if you, if you've got any, uh, any questions on, uh, songwriting or you want to tell us how you write your songs or write us, we want to start talking about music more. Yeah, I'd like to get some uh, fan submissions too. I'd like to see what's out there because yeah, there's a ton of talented people out there. You know, yeah, if you've got stuff, send I it love this hearing way. that stuff. And you can always send it to uh, podcast at thirty sixth man dot com. Yep, because we would love to talk more about music. But uh, I don't know, man. I feel like they kind of. You got anything else you want to talk about? Should we should we wrap uh, this thing up? No, I mean, unfortunately, I'm pretty pretty dead until this fucking quarter's over. You know. Yeah. Hopefully I get I get some time to get more chatty after that. <laughs> well, let's uh let's play some some Dead Nation though. Well, uh, you know, what? I'm going to go download that shit right now. Just queue it up, man. Just queue yeah. it up and download it. I'm going to uh I'm going to watch uh what did I buy? I just bought something that I haven't seen yet. Oh, World War Z. So I bought World War Z. Uh Ugh, have fun. Oh, thanks, man. I'm hella looking forward to it now. All right. Well, I guess I'm watching Tangled in 3D. Uh, I'm just I bought it. I bought you it know, on 3D. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure you did. No, I did. I did. I, the, the only problem I have was I read the book, and I. It's uh, if you if you watch the movie and don't associate the title with the book, then it's it's fine as its own movie. That's all. Ah, uh, there you go. It's just completely different. It has nothing to do with the story that happened in the book. It's just com- yeah. it's the only thing it has in common with the book is the title. That's all. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I'll, I'll give you my thoughts next week. Yes, we'll please talk do. About, uh, we'll talk about Comic-Con. We'll see what kind of shenanigans I can get into at Comic-Con tomorrow. You going to try and stay there all day or just for uh, – Me and my six-month-old son. Until it's like actually – it, it only runs uh, from 10, 10 to 5 on Sunday. Oh, right. So it's not real long. Oh, shit, that's the first version of a con you've been to in what, like seven years? Yeah. Shit, yep. man. It's, it's been a little while. Makes me sad. Yeah, I'd like to go to one again too, but I don't know if I even want to go to the San Diego one anymore, dude. I wouldn't. I just, it's too much of a, it's I don't know, different. unless I was going under the circumstances of other than like a fan, if I were going as press or something, you know. Well, right, yeah. Whatever, that's, that's fine. But, uh, but yeah. yeah. So, anyway, uh, if you do have any questions, comments, suggestions, uh, anything, you can always get at us, podcast at 
36thman.com. The number is 36. You can find Anthony on Twitter at Necron99 with two Ks and two Nines. And you can find me on Twitter at Life in 24 Frames, 24. Um, this is. What is today again? 14th. What? It's the 14th? It, it's the 8th, episode 14. <laughs> <laughs> it's March It's March 8th, and this is episode 14 of The 36 Man. And until next week, we'll talk to you later. Peace. <laughs> okay, so we got... We just we got some breaking news. <laughs> breaking news on Jimmy here. Ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Champagne is okay. We've received a text message from him, and it says, Guys, I'm so sorry. I don't know if I could do. <laughs> I don't know if they could do this anywhere else, but my school. But at my school, they're having this thing called dance marathon, where you have to stay awake for twenty for twenty four hours to raise money. This is where it's not so funny for cancer. That's pretty serious, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to do it for a class this year, and you're not allowed to bring your phone because people will just stand around. And sit, sit, around, sit around on their phone the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I missed everything about recording today and all that. <laughs> so, oh. Mr. Jimmy Champagne was not on the cast because uh, because yeah, he's at a we, dance marathon, a 24-hour dance marathon. Yeah, and we called an audible and recorded on Saturday when we normally record on Sunday. So, if you if you may... Tweet your condolences to Mr. Jimmy Champagne <laughs> and tell him that you're sorry that he's at a 24-hour dance marathon. But mention that you hope maybe it raises a lot of money for cancer or something. Yeah. You can find him at Jimmy Champagne with no G. <laughs> and hopefully he'll be on next week. Talk to you later. Yeah, he'll, he'll probably be asleep all day. <laughs> all right. All right. See you later. Later.